it, it's an honor to be here. Uh, you have an amazing pastor, by the way. Um, uh, just the privilege to be able to know Pastor Paul and Kelly over the past several years has been a blessing to me. Uh, I don't know if you realize how good of a pastor you have, but he has an impact outside of this uh, church even. I, last week I was having lunch with a pastor in Louisville, and uh, your pastor's name came up, and, and that pastor just talked about what a blessing he was to him as well. And so you've got a pastor that um, not only loves you, but has a great reputation in this area. And so can we just give it up for your pastor? Um, just grateful, grateful. Um, I, I'm honored to be here with you. Some of you I've been able to meet at different things. The Freedom Conference, been able to speak here last year. Uh, so they told me, they, they called me the axe pastor because I sprayed some axe spray last time I was here. I think you can still smell it in the room a little bit. Um, I had to wash my clothes several times just to get it out. I smelled like a teenage boy for um, months after after delivering that message, but I'm excited to speak to you today at what potentially could be a message that you write off and say, oh, this is a good Thanksgiving message, instead of leaning in and realizing that this actually could be a life-transforming message. If you're a note taker, you can write down a couple different titles for the message. You could call it the gift of gratitude. You could call it keys, a coat, and a gas can. I kind of like that title better. It seems a little more fun to me because I think that God may unlock something in your life today. I think that some of you may find comfort and a covering that the Lord is going to put on you today. And maybe others, God's going to fuel you. He's going to empower you to be able to move forward in a way that you didn't know that you needed. I want to talk about gratitude. I think gratitude is one of the most underappreciated gifts of God. Like if we really understood the benefit that gratitude would have in our lives, I wonder what we would be willing to do to develop that discipline. Like if we really appreciated the benefit, the, the, the blessing that gratitude as a spiritual discipline, as a character quality, as a, as a gift from God, if we truly appreciated that, I wonder what we would be willing to do. Like, w would we change our habits to make sure it was a part of our lives? I think about the letter that Paul wrote to the church in Thessalonica. This is a church that had undergone deep persecution. So that means that on a personal level, every person that is reading this letter that Paul wrote them is walking through deep pain. They, they, they walk through hurt and struggle. And Paul is writing this letter to them inspired by the Holy Spirit. I, I believe that the Holy Spirit was inspiring every single word that Paul was writing. And he says this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. He says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now think about, let, let the full weight of that statement 
grab your attention. He says, give thanks in all circumstances. I think if I was Paul and I was writing this down, I might have paused right before the word all. I, I might have been like, all right, God, don't you, don't you mean some circumstances? Don't you mean like give thanks when good things happen in your life? Like for this particular group of people, maybe give thanks when you've gotten through the persecution. But what the Holy Spirit wanted to communicate through the Apostle Paul to these very people, right in the middle of their pain, wasn't even a suggestion. It was a command. Give thanks in all circumstances. And then he adds even more weight to this command. For this is God's will. How many times have we prayed prayers going, God, I just want to know your will. I just want to live in your will. I just want to, God, I want your will for my life. But what happens when his will causes you to have to develop disciplines in your life that sometimes just feel unnatural to your flesh? Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. That last little phrase, I think that we could skip over if we're not careful. But it's the key to everything. In Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. Like, Outside of Christ Jesus, like out, apart from my relationship with God, apart from the salvation that I experienced through the saving grace of God, outside of that, no, I'm going to give thanks when, when I win a game. I'm going to give thanks when I get a sweet Christmas gift. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to give thanks when I get a raise. I'm going I'm to give thanks when everything is just right. And I'm not going to give thanks when everything is wrong. Like, it's just not going to happen. But in Christ Jesus, there's this gift. God gives us something special through a relationship with Him that gives us the ability to give thanks in all circumstances. To give thanks when we win the basketball game. And then give thanks when we lose. To give thanks on our wedding day. And give thanks when we lose a loved one. There's something special about this gift of gratitude that comes through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Gratitude isn't something that we just should simply appreciate in other people, right? Like, I'm, I'm glad when my kids are grateful. I'm not glad when they're not grateful, right? I, I think that we love and appreciate gratitude in everyone else, but we minimize its importance in our own lives. 
See, I want you to understand that gratitude is God's gift for every season of your life. Gratitude is not just, hey, I I think you're ungrateful or I think you are grateful. Gratitude is just something that I look inside and go, God, this this is a gift from you for every season. For every season. So I'm going to give thanks on the good days. And somehow, somehow I'm going to give thanks on the bad days. And that's where it gets hard, right? That's where it becomes this mystery. And that's where I think that we oftentimes undervalue and underestimate the gift of gratitude in our life because we don't understand what it does for us. It's not just a byproduct of our mood. It's a discipline that we can cultivate in our lives. Gratitude is God's gift for every season of life. So, if we truly understood that gratitude would make our life better... I wonder what we would be willing to change about our habits and our practices and the way that we talk and the way we treat other people so that we could cultivate that discipline in our life. I remember uh, (laughs) these past couple years, I've had the privilege of taking a group of teenagers to Honduras. And... On this trip, we'll, we'll go to this, um, I, I'm going to use the word hotel. I don't know if that's the appropriate word for where we stayed. Um, but we, we, we go to this hotel, and man, it's, it's a special place. It's uh, the, the, the owner of it, Pablo Gallo. Like, you know you're in Honduras, and it's somewhere special when you meet the guy who owns the hotel, and his name's Pablo Gallo. And listen, Pablo Gallo like runs this little village. He runs this little town. Like everybody loves Pablo Gallo. I love Pablo Gallo. Now, Pablo Gallo's hotel would never fly in the United States of America. Just telling you that. Right? We, we, you go into the room and, and that bed, you're just like, I don't know if it's safer to sleep on the bed or not. It, it's Honduras. It is hot. But thankfully, they have, they have screwed a little box fan to the ceiling. And, uh, and I, was, I was so blessed to find out that right before we arrived, they installed hot water in the shower. Until I got in the shower and saw the exposed electrical wires running to this little thing hooked up where the water was running through. And they told me you could adjust the temperature by, by moving this little dial on the, on the shower head. But when you touched the shower head, you could feel the electrical current run through your body. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord that I am in the shelter of the Almighty. (laughs) You sleep the night, you get up, go the next day and serving all these kids food and playing games and sharing Jesus with them. And then our team grabs some groceries. It doesn't seem like much, you know, you know, in 
in the United States of America, when I was, especially when I was a teenage boy, you, you were trying to see how many grocery bags you could carry. Like you, you did not want to take more than one trip from the car to the kitchen, right? It's like, I will cut off circulation to my skin, have permanent scarring. I will carry all these bags. Listen, we'll, we'll grab just a couple bags and it'll be two weeks worth of food for a family. And then we go to this house and meet this mom who is smiling ear to ear. She is so happy and so honored that we would step into her home. Her whole home for her and her husband and her multiple children is the same size as the room that I slept in the night before. And while I was worried about the electrical current of my hot water, she didn't even have water in her home. But there was a joy. There was a joy that gripped me. I'm thinking, this whole family does every aspect of their life in this one room. They, they live, they cook, they eat, they sleep. And there is a joy that they have that I crave. Gratitude is a gift. And it's a gift that we need to cultivate in our lives. Because I, I just don't think that we fully appreciate the benefit. And we need to understand, like, the, the flip side of it, a lack of gratitude, it changes who we are, it changes the way we look at the world, it changes the way we even look at God. I want to read a couple verses to you that are quite interesting that talk about even just the effects of gratitude or a lack thereof on our lives. In Philippians 2, 14 through 15, Paul tells the Philippian church, he says, do everything without grumbling or arguing. Sounds like a parent. In other words, he could be saying, hey, could you do everything with a little bit of gratitude? so that you will become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. We live in a messed up world. But with some gratitude, it will actually produce in you some blamelessness and some purity. It'll produce in you what what I saw in all those moms in every home in Honduras. Something sweet. Gratitude affects the type of person we become, but also, this is very interesting. Romans 1.21 says, For although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God, nor gave thanks to Him. And so what happened? Their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. I never before read this verse and realized, wait a second, this is a warning. A lack of gratitude in my relationship to God allows me to be caught up in the current of culture. And so there are people that Paul is saying, like they, they knew God, but they stopped being grateful for God. And it had a negative impact on their relationship with Him. So gratitude is something so valuable. It's so life-changing. 
that I can't just leave it to being something that I hope my kids have, that it has to be something that I'm willing to become disciplined to produce in my own heart, in my own life. And that's helpful when you understand some of the benefits. And so this is where I want to I unpack some of the aspects of gratitude that should motivate us to, to change some habits, to change some perspectives, to change some of the way that we communicate and we talk, to, to change the attitude of our hearts and change our minds around this, to become disciplined. Because there's, there's so much benefit in unpacking this gift of gratitude that God has for each and every one of us. The first one is this, is that gratitude connects you with your creator. It connects you. It's, it's like this set of keys right here. These keys, every key on this keychain unlocks a door, opens an opportunity. Can I be honest with you? I have no clue what these keys go to. But this is hanging on my key, little hook, in my kitchen. Because I know these keys go to something. Do a little quick survey in here. How many of you would be willing to say there's probably a key in a drawer or somewhere in your house that you have no clue what it goes to? Anybody? Yep. We know it goes to something. I, maybe, who, who knows? Right? But one day I know I will figure out what this key is for and I will be glad that I held on to it. I think gratitude is like this set of keys that we, we aren't quite sure what it does, but if we ever figured it out, we would be glad that we did. Gratitude connects us with our Creator. Gratitude develops intimacy. Gratitude draws people closer together with other people and draws us closer together with God. I've seen marriages completely transformed simply because one spouse decided to just start focusing on the positive aspects of their, uh, of their spouse instead of the negative. And started just being grateful for it. And all of a sudden there was some intimacy. They started drawing closer together just because one person started being grateful. I know sometimes we can pray these prayers. God, I just want to be close to you. There may be somebody in this room that you just feel like even between you and God is like a closed door. And you're like, I just, I don't even know how to open that door. All throughout Scripture, I just pulled a couple Scriptures for you this morning, but all throughout Scripture it tells us that gratitude opens that door. Right, look, at, look at this verse right here. In Psalms 100, verse 4, it says, Enter His gates. This is talking about God, right? Enter His gates with thanksgiving, His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. So if you're going, God, I just feel like you're far off. God, I just feel like the, I'm just speaking to a wall. Step back and start with giving him thanks. 
God, I thank you. Thank you for the very breath in my lungs. God, I thank you for the friendships you brought in my life. God, I thank you for the job that I have. God, I thank you. Thank you for another year. God, I... God, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your faithfulness. God, I thank you that you are all-powerful, that you are all-knowing. Like, God, I thank you that even in situations I don't understand, you understand. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. In Philippians 4, 6, Paul says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known to God. I think sometimes when I just come to God with my, my prayers and my supplications, when I just present my requests to God and I just go, man, I just feel like my requests just keep like hitting a wall. I think sometimes I forget the with thanksgiving part. See, gratitude is that key that opens the door to closeness to God. I wonder what would happen in our lives if we just started each day going, God, thank you. And then we just filled in the blank of the rest of that sentence with as many things as we could think of. This is why so many prayer models start with honoring God, praising his name, like cultivating that habit, acknowledging who he is. A.W. Tozer said, Gratitude is an offering precious in the sight of God. It is one that the poorest of us can make and not be poorer, but richer for having made it. Another benefit of gratitude is that gratitude protects us from pain. You know, the Garden of Eden... God created Adam and Eve. He did not intend for them to have to experience the pain you and I suffer. The difficulties of life that we walk through. There's stuff that you have to carry mentally and physically that you were never meant to. And we know that on the other side of eternity, we also get to be free of those things once again. But what do we do now? What do we do when we live in a harsh world? I'm reminded of a, a few years ago, I uh, had this opportunity to go to Montana with a, a group of pastors, and I was thinking, man, I'm excited. I'm going to learn how to fly fish. I've never fly fished before. We're going to fish on the Bighorn River. We get in, we fly in, and we, we ride in the, the bus. We get to this, this cabin, and and the snow is just pouring down. Get up the next morning, it is negative eight degrees. I don't care what number you put behind it, if there's a negative in front of it, I don't want to go outside. There's this other pastor on the trip, Justin, and he, gets, he comes into the room and he goes, Who wants to go fishing? I'm like, are you nuts? It's negative eight outside. Negative eight. He said, yeah, let's go fishing. We came here to go fishing. Let's go fishing. And we're talking about getting out on boats in the river, going fishing. I said, you can't, you can't catch anything in this. 
There was a fishing guide there. I, I looked at him. I'm looking at him for hope. I'm like, tell us, can, can we catch a fish today? He said, probably not. I said, see, he said, we probably can't catch a fish. There's no point in us going out. But then he goes, but I'll go out if y'all want to. I'm not going to be the sucker that stays in this cabin while everybody else goes and fish. So I grabbed my coat. And I went out into negative eight degrees. And I caught two trout. And had the time of my life. It was amazing. It's a story I'll never forget. I never would have went out there, though, if I didn't have a coat. Gratitude protects us from pain. Gratitude gives us the ability to walk through all circumstances insulated from the long-term effects that painful situations can cause. I was able to go into that storm and have an amazing experience because of what I was able to put on me. And when you're able to put on gratitude, it changes things. The Apostle Paul knew this. This is, this is why he, he tells the church in Philippians 4.11, he says, I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances so we know when he's writing the Thessalonians, he's, he's telling them, hey, give thanks in all circumstances. He's, he's not telling them to do something he's not learned. We're talking about Paul who's been shipwrecked. We're talking about Paul who's been beaten. We're talking about Paul who's been imprisoned. And he's saying, I've learned to be content in all circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. There was, a, there was something that he had found in Christ that was God's will for him that allowed him to put on gratitude. If he was living in a small little home with no electricity or water in Honduras, there would be joy. Or if he was living in a 2,500 square foot house in New Albany, there would be joy. Gratitude is a gift from God. And I just wonder if we just truly appreciated the benefit of gratitude in our life, would we be willing to become more disciplined to cultivate it? Lastly, I want to share this. Gratitude moves you to maturity. Something happens in your life when you are able to go out into the world that can produce so much pain but you're able to walk covered by the grace of God in it. We know that growth comes through struggle. We know that maturity comes through perseverance. We know that life change happens not just in the ease of life but in the challenge of life. 
And gratitude actually gives us the ability to move on through to maturity. To move on to maturity. James says this in James 1, 2 through 4. He says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance... So let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. James says, consider it pure joy. I I, I think it would be safe to say, you could say, be grateful. Give thanks. Even when you go through difficult seasons. Because in Christ, you know that those difficult seasons have the ability to produce something in you. Gratitude is like the fuel that moves you forward no matter the circumstance. I don't know what kind of car you got when you first started driving, but I got a $500 rust bucket. It got me from A to B most of the time. But the gas gauge didn't work. And so I had to guess a lot. I, like, I, I had to estimate a little bit like, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Sometimes I thought I was too good. And I'd run out of gas and be stranded on the side of the road. This will date me a little bit. I did not have a cell phone back then. I was not among the group of people that had a bag phone in their car. You know what I'm talking about? Some of you are like, oh, yeah, I remember the bag phones. I did not have a bag phone in my car. And listen, however much it cost to use that bag phone, it wouldn't have mattered. I was still going to walk to the gas station and get some gas and come back. I think some of us have stopped growing. We've stopped growing because we've lost sight of giving thanks in all circumstances. You hit a roadblock. You hit a circumstance that you did not know was coming and it produced pain in your life and you didn't know how to move forward. You ran out of gas. You ran out of gas. You were married for so long. And then you lost them. You ran out of gas. You worked there for so long. And you lost that job and you just ran out of gas. You were friends best friends and then it just seemed like you weren't and you ran out of gas but there's more God has for you there's more God has for you and it's time to put some gas in the tank 
It's time to fuel up to continue to move on to maturity in your walk with Jesus. And I'm here to tell you that gratitude, gratitude, it's a gift from God for every season of life. It's not just something that I appreciate in others around me. Gratitude is something I have to cultivate inside of me. Because when God feels far off, gratitude brings Him close. And when life just seems too painful, gratitude protects my heart. And when I've stopped moving forward, gratitude is the thing that allows me to persevere. Not because I'm grateful for the moment I'm in, but I'm grateful for the God who's in the moment with me. He's faithful. He's faithful. I wonder if we really did appreciate the benefit of gratitude in our life if we would be willing to reshape our habits, to change the way we talk to people, the way we talk with God, the way we talk to ourselves. If we just knew it was the key to unlock the door, if we knew it would bring the comfort and the peace and the strength that we needed, if we knew it would move us forward. Paul's writing this church. They're persecuted simply because of their faith in Jesus. And he says, give thanks. There may have been somebody in that church family that really probably took offense to that. Give thanks? After all I've been through? But Paul wasn't trying to offend. He wasn't trying to offend you. He wasn't trying to offend them. He just knew that it would bring freedom and it would bring life. Give thanks in all circumstances for it's God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And the Thessalonians, they got it. They got it. You know how I know that they got it? Because when Paul is writing the Corinthian church, he starts bragging about the Thessalonians. You may not know this, but the Thessalonica is just a big city in Macedonia. And this is what Paul says about the Macedonians that I think is just so amazing. It just it blows your mind, this, this conversation that we get to, to witness. And I hope that as you read this, as a challenge to you. What could happen when a church family, when a group of people, when the body of Christ really gets gratitude in their heart? It changes them. It changes the world around them. This is what Paul says to the Corinthians. He says, now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God's given to the Macedonian churches. There's a grace that God has given. There's something that God has blessed those who are walking through this persecution. In the midst of a very severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty. I like to cook, and there's some ingredients you just don't mix together. 
I would have never in my wildest dreams thought you could combine overflowing joy and extreme poverty together. I would have thought that they would have been like oil and water. Like they, they, they just will not coincide. But the Macedonians learned how to give thanks in all circumstances because it was God's will for them in Christ Jesus. And so when they were experiencing severe trial, they brought in some overflowing joy into that circumstance. And it welled up in rich generosity. He says, for I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability. How do you even do that? Entirely on their own, they urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the Lord's people. See, they had heard that there was famine in Jerusalem and there was an offering being taken to care for those in need in Jerusalem. And something inside of them said, listen, I'm grateful. God has been with us in our persecution, in our severe trial. We will find no more greater joy than to step in and show this group of people that God is with them and their difficulty as well. That's gratitude. That is gratitude. It was it's so powerful that it enabled them to do more than even was possible to do. And it became an example for other believers of how to live. I wonder what would happen. I wonder what would happen if we just Quit making gratitude something that's just easy for some people and hard for us. Can I be honest? That, that's kind of where I live a lot. I meet some people and it's like, man, they just, they're happy about everything. And you know how I'm wired? God gifted me. I can see every problem that exists in the world. I, like, I, thank you, Jesus. I don't know why this is my gift. I can walk in a house, I see every crooked photo on the wall. Like I can, I just every, like everywhere, I'm just inundated. Like I can't even eat out at a restaurant. It's like, they didn't properly salt these fries. We know McDonald's fries, they have like a window of hotness and saltness that makes them right. And outside of that window, that's what throw them in the trash. I have this gift and... And it would be easy for me to just be like, some people just, they, they see the glass always half full, and some people don't. But gratitude is both a cause and an effect. And maybe, I, maybe, maybe it was nature, maybe it was nurture, I don't know. But maybe I just wasn't inclined to be this way in my family of origin. But I have a new family because I've been made new in Christ Jesus. And so now I get to put on a new nature. And so that may mean I've got to start practicing some things that aren't natural to me. That may mean that I've got to start walking into houses with crooked photos and start finding things to praise. Walk up to the crooked photo and be like, oh, what a beautiful family. It's my eye twitches as it's crooked. <laughs> When they look away, I just straighten it, you know. 
For some of you, maybe there's just some discipline. Next time you pray, start by giving thanks. Just start there. God, I just, I thank you for dot, 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 dot. Maybe you can only think of one thing. Go with the one thing. Maybe the next time you'll think of two. Start working that muscle of gratitude. Like, What if the first thing you did when you came home from work is you offered up gratitude? Like, What if you just started looking for gratitude wherever it could reside in your life? Because it's a gift from God for every season of life. So maybe you're in the great season right now. Cultivate gratitude because, listen, I have learned that you are either in a difficult season, just came out of a difficult season, or you're walking towards one. Probably every decade of your life is marked by at least one difficult season. And gratitude is a gift for every single one of them. You can celebrate the goodness of God when things are good, and you can celebrate the goodness of God when they are not. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes for just a moment? Holy Spirit, we just welcome you into this place, into our lives, into our hearts. Apart from you, God, we don't have the strength for every season. God, apart from you, the pain of this world is beyond what we can bear. Apart from you, we're stuck. And we can't move forward. But in you, in your will for our life, there's freedom. There's closeness with you. There's a covering and a strength and a healing for every pain. There's a perseverance that is not our own, but it comes through the work of your Holy Spirit within us. We welcome, we welcome you, Lord. I want you to just take a moment right where you are and just allow the Holy Spirit to just speak into your heart for some of you maybe today the Lord wants to show you just how close he really is maybe even in this moment just start giving him thanks to start describing his goodness in your life for others maybe there's a pain point that it's just arisen up in your mind and your heart today. And you're very aware of it. Invite the Holy Spirit into that place to cover you, to show you His goodness, even in a world that's not good. I think there's some of you in this room that you you have become aware this morning that you have been stuck and maybe you weren't willing to acknowledge it 
before, but the Holy Spirit has shown you that you have stopped moving. You've stopped growing. I want you to start cultivating that heart of gratitude and invite the Holy Spirit to empower you to persevere, to move past, to move on, to move forward in the strength that He provides. And we welcome you, Holy Spirit, into this place, into our lives. Maybe there's somebody in this room you don't have a relationship with Jesus that's felt like a door that has just been closed. I can tell you that that door on the other side is a Savior that is knocking. And He says, I just want to come in. If you'll open the door, I will come in and I will be with you. And the door's not locked on His side. And if you'll just open your heart and receive the love of Christ. He loved you so much that he endured the cross and scorned its shame. And sat down at the right hand of the Father because of the joy that he saw before him. And that joy was you coming in right relationship with him. Put your faith in the work of the cross that forgives you of your sins and step into a relationship with Jesus today. If that's you, I just want to lead you in a prayer right where you are and then we'll have some final instructions for the rest of service. Jesus, we just come to you right now. We don't have all the answers, but we just know you are the answer. We don't know everything, but We're just responding to the tug of your Holy Spirit on our heart this morning. And we give our lives completely to you. I'm yours. I'm yours, Lord. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. Your word says that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Thank you, Lord, that on my worst day, you were willing to love me enough to die for me. I receive that love. I receive that forgiveness. I receive a new beginning, a fresh start. I believe in you, and I'm going to build my life upon you from this moment on. You are my Lord, and you are my Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. Can we give God praise in this place? Amen.